0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Paul, and to all of you for leading us to this point in uh, worship experience. Uh, I'm just going to share some connected thoughts this morning, uh, and then I'll invite some members of our prayer team on, and we will pray uh, together. Uh, scriptures this morning, uh, we'll be looking at Jonah chapter 4. Uh, we're going to read verse 2 and then verses 6 through 11. And then after that, we'll turn to our New Testament reading, which will be from the book of John. Uh, we'll read John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, and then 16 through 18. Uh, as you are finding that, I'll just say quickly that, uh, that God is awesome. And uh, as you heard from, from Pastor Paul, uh, he's leading victory in exciting directions. And I think we can all be excited about how God is working through Pastor Paul and through each of us. Thank you, Pastor Paul, for your leadership. Jonah chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 2 and then skip down to verse 6 through 11. Uh, So Jonah chapter 4, verse 2. So Jonah prayed to the Lord and said, Ah Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Then down to verse 6. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? Turning now to the New Testament, uh, John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, and then we'll wrap up with 16 through 18. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. For God so loved the world that he gave his own one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. The word of God and the word of strength.
1: Let us pray. God, in this moment, wherever we are, I pray, Lord God, that you would reveal yourself to us. And Lord, compel us, draw us, motivate us to dive into the depths of your presence in prayer. In your name,
0: amen. There's a a story I've read a couple of times. It's a story you might be familiar with. Uh, There was a boy on a beach, and as you looked over the beach, there were thousands, yea, tens of thousands of starfish. And if these starfish did not get back into the water, uh, they would dry up in the sun. And so another group of of young people saw this boy and saw the starfish. And at first they saw these multitude of starfish on on the beach and were overwhelmed. And then they saw this boy slowly throwing one starfish at a time back, and they began to snicker. Eventually, they couldn't help it, and they went over to the boy and said, what are you doing? The boy said, I'm trying to throw these starfish back into the sea. Look at the beach, they said. Look at all of these starfish. You can't possibly make a difference. The boy took a starfish and threw it into the water and said, I made a difference for that one. He threw another. I made a difference for that one. I imagine, in the same vein, folks probably laughed at Jonah when they saw what he was doing. Uh, We know the story of Jonah well. The part that we know best is the story of Jonah being thrown off a boat and being gathered up in the belly of a big fish, uh, and after three days being spit out and finally going to the city of Nineveh and doing what God originally tasked him. To do. In fact, Jonah was sent by God to Nineveh to tell Nineveh to repent. Uh, Jonah was an Old Testament prophet who probably liked what some would call Old Testament justice. Uh, And so when he was sent to Nineveh, he realized that the people might indeed repent and that God might relent. And and Jonah didn't want that to happen. He didn't like those Ninevites. Uh, And so he went in the opposite direction. You know, after all of that happens, something happens that is perhaps less famous, but is equally as important. Jonah, as we read, is outside of the city, east of the city, looking to see what will happen, already knowing that God has saved this city. Uh, And he complains to God and he says, God, I'm angry. Why are you saving the city? And, And so God raises up a bush that provides shade for Jonah as he is sitting, looking at the city. And then the next night, God sends a worm and withers the bush and Jonah gets angry again as the sun searing beats down upon him. And he tells God, why, why is this bush gone? I, I, I want this to stop, I'm angry. And God says, Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the bush? And yes, I do. Well, if you are concerned about the bush that grew up in a night and withered in the night, how much more is God concerned about the hundreds of thousands of people in Nineveh and their animals? It's interesting that Jonah was willing to share exactly where he was with God, his, his, his anger and his disappointment. Jonah had an ongoing conversation with God. We might call that prayer. And in that praying, and in diving into that conversation, something about God was revealed to this Old Testament world. Uh, And what was revealed is that God has a care and a love and a concern for each of us just as much as Jonah had in a moment a concern for the bush. Uh, In these times and in most people's conception of God, this was truly a revelation and it happened for Jonah and by extension for us because Jonah was willing to delve into God in prayer. I imagine perhaps Nicodemus was trying to avoid being snickered at when he decided to go and talk with Jesus at night. Uh, And he started off simply by acknowledging who Jesus was, acknowledging that he was a teacher who must have been sent by God. Uh, And it's funny because as a prayer, it perhaps did not make much sense. But in Going through and putting out that initial offering, Nicodemus had an opportunity to hear back from God, and God revealed in this conversation, God's care for this world. Ultimately, Nicodemus discovered in his prayer journey, as revealed in John 3, that God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son, that God so had charity, that God so agape this world that he gave his only begotten son. And we see in these words the very foundation of God's love for us revealed because Nicodemus was willing to walk up to Jesus and have a conversation. We call that prayer. <laughs> if in the conversation between Jonah and God, uh, and in the anger that Jonah shared, it was revealed to folks in the ancient world uh, that God cared for, for each person as he might care for the bush, if that was revealed in Nicodemus' conversation, in Jonah's conversation rather, and in Nicodemus's simple offering of a statement of truth towards Jesus. If in that little bit God's agape love was revealed to us, then imagine what God might reveal through our conversation with him. Imagine what might be revealed in us and through us as we delve with the depths of our being into conversation with God. We call that prayer It's funny, I reference this all the time. I have a friend who often says that prayer is the simplest thing you can do, but it is also the most important thing you can do. And it's so true. And everything around us tells us that we should look in another way and that we should perhaps say a simple prayer and move on. But imagine if for a moment we took God at his word and understood that we can live our lives in communion with God through prayer, and indeed that some things only happen because of prayer. Imagine what it would look like if we as individuals and we as a collective truly leaned in to our relationship with God and prayer, Perhaps like Nicodemus, not knowing what we're going to do in the, in the later parts of the prayer, but simply saying, God, I know this truth and I bring it to you. Perhaps like Jonah, who said, I am angry, but instead of trying to hold that in, shared it with a God who talked through the anger and revealed something to Jonah and to this world. You know, as I sit here and I consider prayer, I, I imagine the role of a watchman. You see, in ancient times, and yea, even today, there were kingdoms that, that encompassed a large amount of territory. Uh, and outside of those kingdoms, they were often enemies. And because the kingdom was so big, the, the, the people who protected the kingdom couldn't be everywhere at once. So what do you do with that challenge? Well, I think what you do is you send out people you might call watch people or, or watchmen to stand at the borders of the kingdom. The role of the watch people is to understand the needs of the kingdom collective and to watch in their area so that if something is going on, they can sound the alarm. And so if there is something going on, if there is an enemy who is attacking, or if there is a piece of the wall that needs mending, the watchman sounds the alarm, and the kingdom can move its resources towards that place. (laughs) Now, this analogy certainly is not perfect, but I want us to consider for a moment how we might be called to be watch people. Uh, In God's kingdom, we've been assigned a place by God. We've also been assigned, praise God, a relationship with God. And and the key to being a watch person is to have a continuing relationship with God so that we completely know and understand and walk and move and have our being in that relationship so that we can call when we see something amiss in our sphere. And so God can know and understand our call right away. And, and the key in that model, in that, that, that image is to be connected with the source. It is to be connected, as, as Tillich would say, with the ground of being, is to be connected with God in prayer. Are we called to be watchmen? Perhaps we are watching this kingdom uh, because within the kingdom, there are people who are lining up to hear from the king or, or perhaps the queen. And so for a moment, I want us to imagine what it might be like if the Queen of England was coming to Charlottesville or wherever we were. Uh, we would line up for days if we were able, and we would we'd line up around the stadium, and we would wait, and we would give our tickets, and we would go in to listen to the queen. But We have so much greater an opportunity with our God. God, who is not just a king or queen, but who created the heavens and the earth, doesn't just invite us to listen our God invites us to participate in conversation and to participate in deep and continual conversation as we walk along this journey in life. We're not called to passive listening, but instead we are called to be active participants in prayer and the work that is revealed in prayer. And not only that, we are called in our relationship with our King and our God to discover the depths of who we are and how we might be watch people in that very relationship. As we dive into prayer, God speaks back to us and God reveals himself to us. Indeed, prayer is exactly how we discover all that we are. In all that we are called to be. As the prayer team comes to, to, to pray together, as the prayer team comes to, in some senses, do what we do every Monday night, I am so thankful that we as individuals have the opportunity and indeed the calling to dive continually into the depths of our relationship with God. As individuals, we do it, and as a community together, God calls and God reveals and God shows God's self to us in prayer. Indeed, prayer is the way that we can overcome what it might feel like when we are overwhelmed as we approach the beach. And we see so many issues and so many problems, problems that face the entire world and we don't know what to do, but we recognize that we have some agency in throwing a starfish, but more agency if we choose to participate in what God is doing through prayer. And then we recognize uh, that we have the opportunity, even when we don't understand it, even when we are anger to, angry to turn our anger over to God in prayer and to let God take our anger and transform it into good. And, and, and indeed, we have the opportunity in prayer to take the revelation of truth that Jesus is a great pre- teacher and preacher and, and to have it through a conversation, through prayer prayer to be transformed into something else? What are we transforming in 2020 through prayer as we go into 2021? Let's in this moment attempt to discover it together in prayer. I'm so excited that Erica and Mark are on representing our prayer team. Uh, we are just going to dive in. I've asked them to do just what we do on Monday nights and pray together. Uh, and so we are going to dive right
2: in. Erica, you can lead us off. Let us pray. Amen. Thank you, Troy. Father God, I just want to um, thank you for being faithful. Thank you for giving us the courage to push through another day in 2020. And I pray right now as we come together collectively as the prayer team and as Victory Church, that you would give us wisdom and discernment as we look ahead. And I pray that we would be watch people as Troy pointed out, and that we would stand on the wall, um, armored and equipped with prayer the language that you created to show your agape love. So I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you for the reminder and encouragement to continue in prayer. And I pray, Lord, that um, together collectively as a church body, that we would just um, actively participate in prayer. And this I pray in your name.
3: Lord God, we just lift your name uh, up today. Um, we We admonish everything that you've done for us in 2020, Lord God. Um, as we stand on the wall, as we stand as watchmen and watch women, Lord God, I pray um, that we will just um, be f- forever consistent in our prayer life, um, that we realize the importance of prayer, realize the importance and how it um, really does help us move forward from certain circumstances that may be difficult. Um, it helps us in our, our Times of of confusion. It helps us gain wisdom. And God, I pray um, that we, as we continue to grow in that wisdom, Lord God, that you would allow us to see your face even more clearly and be inspired um, by what you continue to do um, for us, even in spite of what we may not be doing or where we may not be at as we see. God, we pray um, for those who are are searching for you right now, um, seeking you out, trying to find you, God they will and your face will be revealed. Um, and we just declare that today. Uh, we declare that as we close out another year and we declare that going into 2021, these things I pray in Jesus name. Yeah.
1: Well, God, we love you. And we thank you for being God. Lord, I admit to you right now, Lord, that, uh, in this, this 2020 Lord, that, uh, it can feel overwhelming, Lord. Lord God, the, there are so many, Lord God, who are challenged in so many different ways across this world. Not even my, what I can see, Lord God, in. Uh, I don't know how it is possible uh, to meet your call to love everybody uh, in active ways when it seems like there is so much, Lord. But God, I am thankful that you showed us, Lord God, and I'm thankful, Lord, uh, that, that in prayer, Lord, that I might just ask, Lord God, that you would reveal to me and reveal to, to us as a, as a community, reveal to us, small groups, reveal... Does his work environment reveal to us in different ways, Lord God, how you are calling for us to participate in your love of this world? Well, I understand I, I can't do it on my own, Lord God, but I trust you. I trust you, Lord God, and in, in the film, in the midst of an overwhelming 2020, Lord, to to show and to direct, Lord. I give that to you, Lord God, and I pray, Lord, uh, that that for me for for those that that I know and love now for those that you are calling me towards lord God in ways individual and systematic I pray Lord that that, that your will and that your agape will would be done on earth as it is in heaven in your name amen
2: Lord I thank you also that um, nothing catches you by surprise and so we come to you Lord right now asking that you would give us wisdom uh, for the coming year and the year ahead. I also pray Lord that in times of doubt and questioning that we would not lean on our own understanding but that we would trust you and that you would direct our paths. Lord, I pray for each of the leaders that Pastor Paul introduced today, each of the directors, each of the coordinators, I pray that your hands would be upon them, that you would guide them and give them wisdom I pray for hearts to be stirred, Lord, um, for people to join these teams, Father God, in serving you. I pray, Lord, that we would all be servants, servants, uh, servant leaders, Father God, in the specific ways that you have called us. And I thank you, Father, for the unique gifts that each of us have um, that you that we can bring to serve you. I pray, Lord, um, that we would just seek to use our gifts to, to honor you and to bring others um, unto you. So thank you, Lord, for each person who has said yes, who said, I will serve. And um, I thank you, Lord, that they would, that, that I pray, Lord, in advance that they would just do it to, unto your glory, Father God. In this I pray in your name. Amen.
3: And Lord God, in that same thing, God, I also pray um, that for those workers, for those servants, those who sacrifice their time uh, within this community of Victory Church, um, that you would give them strength, um, refreshing them right now. Um, their, their work is so great um, and it's beyond, it's bigger than victory. I pray that you would provide revelation and, and wisdom and, and the ways they should be, they should lead moving forward. I pray for those who are transitioning to new roles of leadership, God. Um, That you would strengthen them with a vision and and objectives, God, and goals to really move the needle forward with all that you want to do. I pray for those who may may be considering God um, and joining or or serving at Victory, Lord, that you would uh, convict their hearts in any way, um, in any direction you see fit, Lord God. Um, We pray. Um, that those who do decide to step up in new roles uh, or decide to, to take on something that's new this year, uh, whether it be a victory or any other church fellowship, God, that you would be at the center of it all. Um, that they would be girded in your truth, um, that they would be filled with righteousness and faith, um, that all all forms of, of the enemy's attempt to prevent them, God, uh, will be put down to naught. God, and you, um, God, would really reign supreme uh, in that. What they're doing, God, is is, is is about reconciliation. It is about um, bringing uh, the ministry to people who need it and, and bringing those who are lost, God, and those who need you, God, to salvation. So we pray for the, for this um, upcoming year, God, and the work that is at hand, um, the work that's going to be done through Victory, God. Um, our, our pastor, Paul, who's leading kind of the charge here, God, that you would uh, continue to guide him and how he stewards, not only victory, God, but his family. Uh, we pray for all those, God, who are just looking to, to just put their, their feet to work, God, and put their hands to work this year, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. And Lord, as we join together in prayer, Lord, in living rooms and in kitchens uh, across this city and, yeah, across this, this world, Lord God, and as we close, Lord, I pray that uh, that you would have you way, Lord. And Lord God, that you would bind together your community and this fractal of your community. So God, that we can uh, sharpen each other, Lord, and that we can together in prayer approach you. I'm thankful, Lord God, that you've given us the opportunity to, to, to meet and to, and to grow and to, and to support one another, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord God, that you've shown us, Lord God, that you can do it beyond time and space, Lord. I'm thankful, Lord God, for the ways in which you're continuing to reveal yourself to us. I pray, Lord God, that you will allow your your, your people, your church, Lord, to, to walk in fullness and newness, Lord God, to walk in ourselves, Lord God, and in the truth, Lord God, that you would reveal to us. We trust you, Lord God, as the source of our truth and our inspiration and our strength. And Lord God, we turn everything over to you, Lord. We turn, Lord God, all of the 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 challenges of 2020 over. We 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 turn our care and our concern for those in our midst, Lord God, who have who have lost loved ones or who have faced other losses, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, in ways that I certainly cannot be, Lord God, that you would be there, Lord, and that your peace and your comfort would guide and protect. And we pray, Lord, right now, specifically for 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 this city in which which victory is planted for Charlottesville. I pray, Lord God, that you would have your way in this city, Lord God, and I pray, Lord, that your church and your people would be led by you to participate as you see fit, Lord God, in ensuring, Lord God, that this, this community would honor your love, Lord, and honor you, Lord God, and honor your God and your concern for everyone. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you continue to touch the leadership of victory, Lord God, so that, that we might in you achieve the victory. I pray, Lord God, that you continue to guide and direct and move us, Lord God, in ways that we can see your vision come to pass, Lord, to see people reconciled to God and to each other. And yea, Lord God, for this country, for this continent, for its people, for this world, Lord God, we pray, Lord, Lord God, we know that we are not able, but we know that you are, Lord. And so, Lord God, I pray that you'd reveal to us, Lord, how you want us to participate in your goodness and in your move in history, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you would send whatever we need to participate well. We trust you, Lord God. We thank you. We pray, Lord God, that you would put your hands upon uh, people who are placed, Lord God, in various positions in, in, in this country, in this world, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you would just work everything together for the good for those who are called according to your purpose. And I pray, Lord God, finally that uh, that we would have new understanding and new revelation, and new ability and new calling in our lives because of our relationship with you. Allow us to walk and move and have our being. And have the source of everything come from you. Where we love you, Lord, we honor you, and we know we need you, Lord. And so we ask, Lord, that you continue to walk with us. And we thank you for doing it. In your name we pray.
0: Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you to Erica and to and to Mark and to all of you uh, for joining us in this in this prayer service.